The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, July 6th edition. Got a massive 14 games laid on tap with some decent pitching and a lot of offense to be had. So you can't wait for this one to be a good night to stack them up and get some runs scored. Don't, don't forget to check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. Join the Fantasy DGEN's Slack chat to get your help with your lineups throughout the day and other sports. Lots of fun stuff, including prize picks. If you like playing DFS, you like prop bets, come check out Prize Picks. If you're new to Prize Picks, use promo code Bubba to sign up. Then make your first deposit, and you'll get up to a hundred dollar first time deposit match. Go check out Prize Picks. Use promo code Bubba there. If you play season long fantasy baseball, check out the Bench with Bubba podcast. I do that twice a week. Would really appreciate that as well. And if you listen to both podcasts, if you can get some rate and reviews on iTunes, that would mean a ton. All right, let's just get cracking. Fourteen game slate. It's a big one. Hopefully, you guys played Cleveland as I talked about on Monday. But uh, probably won't be as high on them on Tuesday because they're not on the main slate. All right, pitching on this 14-game slate leads off with Jacob DeGrom at 11-5. And you're just going to play Jacob DeGrom because he is a full beast mode. He went uh, 93 pitches, 7 innings his last time out. That was the question mark. Struck out 14. It's one of those now. If like, he gets hurt, he gets hurt. You just play Jacob DeGrom because he's like 25-plus points on the reg. You don't worry about much else. Uh, Milwaukee, sure, they're playing well. Not going to deny that at all. Striking out over 24% of the time versus righties. This is Jacob DeGrom. Not going to talk much more about it. You play Jacob DeGrom, you move on. Uh, if you don't want to play him everywhere, that's fine. That's probably smart. But if you are playing DeGrom, like he was, I think he was like 80% owned last time out. Like you just, it's chalk you just eat. Like a lot of the times you 100% fade that 80% guy. But DeGrom is DeGrom. Maybe you make a couple lineups without him, but otherwise you play Jacob DeGrom. Uh, Aaron Nola is 10,000. Carlos Rodon's 10 3. Both GPP plays. Not cash game plays. DeGrom's been, or, uh, Rodon's been a little sketch of late. Only five innings in each time, but the strikeouts have been there. So that's helped him out a ton. They got Aaron Nola, who's been a mess. Uh, two out of his last three starts, six or more runs, uh, less than five innings. And he's only on five and a third total max in his last three. He's gotten strikeouts to help him out in a big way. But overall, has been quite messy. The Cubs' offense has been disastrous. So that plays in Nola's favor, but wind blowing out in Wrigley as well. So Rodon and Nola are GPP plays not really high on my list. Like it's DeGrom, then you can save some cash. 
and you go to Chris Bassett. He just got all-star snubbed. The Aussie's going to be a little pissy. Let's put it that way. And he's been outstanding this season, coming off back-to-back seven performances, one and run total in those. And he's got seven or more strikeouts in two of his last three starts. The dude's good for about 15, 16-plus, no matter what, with 25 to 30-point upside. He's $9,800 in this matchup with Houston, which is a tough one. It'll be a nice contrarian player because everyone likes to flock to Houston for good reason. Not going to knock that one second on this one. But you got a Houston Astros team striking out 19% of the time versus righties in the last month, hitting 285 with a 212 ISO and a 140 WRC+. They are what you call raking. Like I talk to other people about it on other shows. I call the Houston Astros like the Kansas City Chiefs at DFS. You just make sure you always have some somewhere. But Bassett's been pitching that well. Makes for a phenomenal tournament play at very low ownership against Houston Astros. Kind of your boomer bust pitcher of the day. Framber Valdez, 9,500 bucks is going to be awesome tonight. He's going to be popular, but 20-plus point upside almost time after time. And more often than not, he goes six-plus innings. Since his opener where he got loose, he's gone seven or more innings in all but one start. He's got six or more Ks in all but two starts. He's been outstanding. It's the walks that have been an issue. He had five walks his last start, but then no walks, two walks, three walks. He limits the walks. He's going to just flat-out deal. He's going to give you six or seven innings. He's going to be great. It's an Oakland team that's been quieted down over recent weeks, striking out nearly 22% of the time versus lefties the last month with a 207 average, 103 ISO, and a 71 WRC+. No Mark Connor does not help them out at all. It's a big, big loss for that offense. So Framber Valdez, 95, phenomenal play. Should be kind of popular, but he's going to be very, very good against the Oakland Athletics. So DeGrom, Valdez, Bassett up top. Now it gets to some tournament-type tactics here. Colorado-Arizona is an interesting game. Merrill Kelly's 9,200 on DK. I never would want to ever pay 92 for Merrill Kelly. He's coming at 6,300, 6,500, 74, 72, 7,000. Oh, let's put him up to 92 because he has the Road Rockies who are just bad on the road. And Merrill Kelly's had three straight outstanding starts. Giants at home, Padres on the road, Milwaukee at home. Three really good baseball teams right now. Six-plus innings in each start. Three, zero, one earned runs. Five or more Ks in each start. He's got the ground ball working in a big way. He's got 23-plus points in each start. You're always waiting for the other shoe to drop with Merrill Kelly. No hiding that at all. you got the Colorado Rockies striking out 24% of the time versus righties the last month, 245 average, 157 ISO, 85 WRC+. Plus, and that's factoring in Coors Field. That's just not on the road. That is overall in the last month. So you got to like Merrill Kelly in a tournament. He's going to be risky. He's not a cash game play. No one's going to want to pay $9,200 for him. He is the perfect tournament play at 9200 bucks, especially because Framber Valdez is going to be very popular at 95 Maybe you don't feel comfortable playing Chris Bassett versus Houston. That's fine. I think he's still a great tournament play because of the upside he brings. But Merrill Kelly brings good upside as well against Colorado at $9,200. Really nice tournament play and a nice pivot off of Framber Valdez. Another one for you, Nate Eovaldi's $8,900 at um, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Eovaldi, another all-star here. It's going to be a fun one coming off back-to-back 27-plus point performances. 20 or more points in three of his last four starts. He's gone six and two-thirds or more in those three starts, allowing one total run in those three stars and striking out a total of 16 in those three stars. He's been outstanding this year. Really, really good. He's got an Angels team that's offense is really clunking around in a big way, striking out 22% of the time with a, a 266 average, 213 ISO, 120 WRC+. Plus. I wish I had a filter that just said erase Shohei Otani from that lineup. Tell me how the rest of the team is doing. That would be fun. The filter exists. I'm just not that smart to figure it out. But you know what I'm trying to say here. Otani has been nuclear hot. The rest of the team, Jared Walshman playing good from time to time. Like There's hit and misses in that lineup. But as a whole, that's a lot of Shohei making that stat line for you there. So Eovaldi's in the tournament played 89. Don't hate that. Ian Anderson at 86 against the Pirates. Pirates just busted out big time 
on Monday. They beat up on Max Fried and company, but it is the Pirates. Striking out almost 22% of the time versus righties in the last month, hitting 211, 138 ISO, 77 WRC+. Plus. You got Ian Anderson coming off a bit of a rough one his last time out. Still went seven innings, two earned, but uh, only struck out two to get you 12 points. You need those strikeouts like we talked about. Prior to that, 20-plus points in three of his last four starts. Good time uh, to face Pittsburgh in this one at 86, coming off a big game. Hopefully Ian Anderson comes in low-owned. A chalky play, and it's going to be chalk. I'm going to take a chunk out of That's Luis Castillo at 8500 bucks. At the Kansas City Royals, I've been pounding this Luis Castillo drum for quite a while. Since June 4th, he has uh, 15.5 or more points in every single start. No more than three earned runs in any of those starts, and he has six or more Ks in, um, let's see, five straight starts. The dude's been outstanding, six or more rains in four straight starts. The walks are always going to be there with Luis Castillo. People go, oh, the walks, walk. I don't give a shit. He's always going to walk, guys. That's what Luis Castillo, Castillo did when he, he was a first or second round pick in fantasy drafts. That is who he is. But the velocity's up, the strikeouts are coming up, and the overall production is up in a big way. So I love me some Luis Castillo in this one. It is going to be an interesting matchup against Kansas City, a team that's not very good. Striking out 22% of the time versus righties, 245 average, 123 ISO, 84 WRC+. plus. The thing with Luis Castillo is he will be very chalky. So keep that in mind. Very, very chalky, but he's definitely in play to 8500 bucks On a big slate, though, very, very chalky. Isn't as chalky as you'd expect because it spreads out. 14 games, 28 teams, it'll spread out a bit, but Castillo is a very, very good player. Shohei Otani at 83, coming off an absolute disaster against the Yankees. We're in two-thirds of an innings, only two hits, seven runs, four walks, minus 14.7. He got squeezed in that one. He still wasn't great, but he should have had two strikeouts to start the game. Neither one of them were called strikeouts. It was, it was bad. It was really bad, and it just unraveled from there. That'll happen, and I will go right back to the well at 8,300 bucks. We've said it time and time again. When this guy's on and walks, when he's been off, it's been walks. That's been his problem. When he is on, though, the strikeout upside is tremendous. He's going five or six innings. He's getting 20-plus DK points. He's 8300 bucks. You don't get that from a lot of 8300 buck guys time and time again. And it's the Boston Red Sox, which is tricky, but they are striking out 22.4% of the time. 266 average, 169 ISO, 106 WRC plus for right-handed pitching in the last month. So it's a risky play with Otani, which makes him hopefully lower owned, especially after that blow-up. I will definitely have some Shohei in my life, especially as a pivot off of Luis Castillo. Lastly, Adam Wainwright, 81 in your tournaments. You can go there. I don't really like a ton of value below. Like you could go Pablo Lopez at 77 versus the Dodgers. Pablo Lopez, you know, pitched uh, one batter in his last outing, got ejected for hitting Ronald Cunha. So you can go Pablo at 77 if you want. Other than that, though, really nothing at this moment value-wise because Dunning is going to be interesting, but I kind of like Detroit's bat as we'll talk about. John Gray is going to be super popular. Gray is a decent play at 73, but we'll talk more about that when I talk bats in this one. Uh, I like Arizona as a nice contrarian angle in this game because John Gray's going to be ridiculously popular, but uh, it is the D-backs. So not a ton of uh, value pitchers I like right now. It's pretty much pay for Jacob DeGrom if you can. And they got Bassett, Valdez, Kelly in the 9K range. All really good plays. Valdez is probably the best play in the group, but Bassett and Kelly's nice pivots and tournaments off of him. I like Eovaldi in tournaments, Ian Anderson, Luis Castillo, Shohei, Adam Wainwright. So you got some good pitching options on this nice 14-game slate. Let's talk about the bats. Catcher's position on this one. Um, you got Gary Sheffield, Sheffield, Gary Sanchez versus Justice Sheffield at 5100 bucks. If you want to pay up for Gary, probably not doing that on this slate, but it's an intriguing play because Sheffield's been really bad, and the Yankees need to wake up. Maybe this is the cure for them. Could be quite interesting. But let's save some cash, and let's go down below 4K for you on this one. Um, JT Yolimuto at 3700 bucks. When's supposed to be blowing out there in Wrigley? It's Jake Arrieta, who's hashtag not good. So Rio Muto at 37 is a very nice value. James McCann at 36 versus the lefty Brett Anderson comes in as a nice value play as well. 
um, cheaper options for you, though, as you just dig on down a little more. Maybe Reese McGuire gets to start for Toronto. He's 33 versus Kramer, Toronto, and Baltimore. Both very, very live in that matchup in Camden Yards. So Reese McGuire at 33 gives you a nice value uh, at the catcher's position. Luis Torrons versus Tyon. Uh, James Jameson Tyon, you can go there if you so choose at 32. I'd probably rather go Reese McGuire, to be honest. But uh, um, Torrens is in place. We know he's got that double-dong upside that a lot of catchers don't have. So you can go him. Other than that, maybe wins catches for Baltimore. He's 27 versus Steven Matz. He'd be in play. Zach Collins should get the start for the White Sox with Grandal leaving the game and likely going to the IL. Zach Collins is $2,700 versus Barrios. He's in play. If um, Wynn doesn't catch for Baltimore, Severino might. He's 2600 So one of those guys could be nice and cheap for you as well. Other than that, though, Jorge Alfaro in deep. He's 23 in a tournament. Sure, if you just want to punt the position, that's a good puntable guy. But not a ton much past that. First base, you got Vladito's always in play, 6,200. Uh, Freddie Freeman at 59 is very, very intriguing as well. If you're fading at Eovaldi, Jared Walsh was always worth a look. But I'll save some money a little bit. You got Jose Abreu at 55. Now, Homer in back-to-back games, he's heating up, so you might want to jump on that train with you can. He's got a decent history against Barrios as well. Um, not looking to run an attack, Jose Barrios, but uh, Abreu could be a nice low owned. He's only like 8% owned on Monday, so he'll come in even lower owned on Tuesday. The Reds are very, very much in play against Chris Bubik. You know, the Reds as a team versus left-handed pitchers hitting 229 with a 123 ISO 87 WRC plus. They've been struggling in the last month. You got you got Castellanos who went deep on on Monday. He loves to mash them. And you got some other options in that lineup. India hopefully returns the lineup he scratched early on Monday. But Joey Votto is a guy I like to play because most won't start him in the lefty lefty matchups. Had a monster week last week, even a home run off a lefty. So I don't mind him at 51 if you're stacking up the uh the Cincinnati Reds. Going below 5K now, like Chicago let everybody down. Their offense has been putrid. We talked about it time and time again. We also talked about how bad Nola's been of late. Very, very up and down kind of every other starts, either all or nothing type thing with Nola right now. Strikeouts are there, sure, but he's given up a ton of loud contact and a ton of runs. The wind's supposed to be blown out again in Wrigley. If you want to be contrarian, you're going to get some very low re- uh, Cubs in this one. So Rizzo at 48 definitely checks the box as something quite interesting on this slate. Going cheaper, they're like Trey, Trey Boo Boo at 4300 bucks versus Mats. Like that a lot. Luke Voigt at only 42 also is a nice value at the uh, first base position. A guy that he's he's not like on fire since coming back from the I.L., but we know he's always got that massive home run upside. So you can go there. Nate Lowe at 42 versus Jose Arrhenia as well. So it's nice, you know, low 4K guys with Mancini, Voigt, and Lowe against um, in their matchups at first base. Ryan Mountcastle is only 39, so if you don't want Mancini, Mountcastle is a nice value at 39 because Baltimore is in a great spot there for Steven Matz. A couple other ones to take a peek at down here. Lamont Wade Jr. likely getting the leadoff spot at 36 for the Giants. Garrett Cooper keeps hitting, folks. Like, this is a great value. First base outfit eligible. Gonsolin won't go deep for this game. Coop, um, $3,500, put up another 16 points on Monday, put up an 0 for on Sunday, 19 on Saturday, 7 on Friday, 15 on Thursday, dude's been crushing. He's thirty-five hundo, so you can keep going to the, the Garrett Cooper X first base outfield eligible. Uh, Jesus Aguilar had a big game. He's thirty-three hundred. Uh, Marlins could be you know a couple of nice value plays. I'm not sure if I want to go all in with the Marlins, but it could be a couple values for you as well. If you're fading Luis Castillo, Ryan Hearns twenty-eight hundred bucks. That's a pretty nice value if you're going that route. Other than that, not a ton that stands out at this current time at the first base position. I'm scrolling to make sure, but yeah, nothing really. Second base on this one for you, Muncie at 6K is always in play, especially against a guy like Pablo Lopez. But Ozzy Alves at 59 is nice, you know, $100 savings if you like. So he's worth the play. Marcus Simeon, if you're stacking Toronto at 56, is great. But Jake Cronenworth, I mentioned it um, 
It's supposed to be Corbin starting, but we might get Rodriguez. Who cares? The Padres are live again, and Cronenworth at 51 is a great play. Lefty, righty, I really don't care. So Cronenworth's outstanding in his matchup. Um, cheaper options, though. If you go down, I mentioned India's day-to-day. Hopefully he plays. He's 4,500. be a great spot there versus Bubik. Chris Taylor's been swinging well. He's 44 uh, for the Dodgers. He had an RBI double for you on Monday. Adam Frazier, 4,200. If you are going back to Pittsburgh, that's a good price tag. A little, little price deduction, so that's pretty good. But, you know, mention the Marlins could be interesting. Mention Cooper. Mention Aguilar. Mention even Alfaro. Uh, Jazz Chisholm's 4K versus Gonsolin. Gonsolin's walking a lot of guys, not going deep into games. So Chisholm should get a couple at-bats against him at least to have some fun in that one. Uh, cheaper options, though, uh, down below. Probably not going Jeff McNeil either. He's been frustrating as I'll get up since his return. But uh, Gene Segura, if you're stacking, um, Philadelphia's in play. Lurie Garcia, talked about him, had a nice night, double-digit, like 11 points. On um, Monday night, he's 3,100, second-base outfit eligible versus Barrios. If you're stacking the White Sox, he's in play for you yet again. And then, um, other than that, like, Joe Panic's actually been productive. He's 2,700 if you're stacking some Marlins. you got that Marlins value sitting there if you really, really need it. Like, don't force it, but it's down there. Same with guys like Shed Long at 22 versus uh, Jamison Tyon. Don't force it, but he's there if you need to get a little weird throughout your lineup. All right, third base position. Devers went deep off of Dylan Bundy because Bundy came out of the bullpen. It doesn't matter if he starts or he leaves. He's not good right now. So Devers is 59. He's uh, definitely loud and, and proud in this one. But Machado at 57, keep running that train. If you're fading Framber Valdez, he'll be chalky. Matt Chapman at 56 is a great fade in his situation. A couple other ones. Juan Mancata returned on Monday. Had a nice game. He's 4,900 versus Perrios. You can go his direction. Eduardo Escobar, if he makes the lineup, he's 46, second base, third base eligible. I think I'll say it now as we keep going. Arizona's bats are getting warmer. They had a very good weekend against the Giants. I'll say that much. They have a lot of nice left-handed bats in this lineup. Everyone's going to play John Gray at $7,300. This could be your super cheap, super low-owned, Stack similar to Cleveland that helps you get off the Schneid. Will these stacks worth every every night? No, because these are like the kind of loco in the cabeza situations. But Arizona's my one for tonight. Arizona versus John Gray, two reasons. John Gray is going to be super popular, super, super popular. And Arizona's actually playing better than I think people realize right now, at least offensively. So they are a sneaky stack, like at least a three to four man stack if you want to have some fun. Um, it might not hit. That's the risk of GPP tournaments. But Eduardo Escobar at 46 would be one to plug in there. Kevin Biggio's 43. That's a nice Toronto value because most of them are very expensive. Ryan Hayes went deep on Monday. You can go back to that well on Tuesday at 4,100 if you so choose. Julia Shell is only 4,100 versus Justice Sheffield. That's a very nice value. Wilmer Flores is swinging it well. The Giants as a whole are slumping. Flores has not, though. He's 4,000. You can go there if you choose. Anthony Suarez, I was reading about it because he had an absolute bomb on Monday. He made some mechanical changes over the last like four or five days. He's been working on it for a while, but he actually started using them consistently, hit for a decent average over the weekend, went hit an absolute bomb on Monday, facing a lefty at 3900 bucks. If he keeps doing these things at the plate, his price tag is going to soar up again, so enjoy it while you can. If you're stacking Philadelphia, Alec Baum at 37 is not too shabby as well. Other than that, uh, you got Alejo Lopez of Cincinnati at 35. If he cracks the lineup, it's a decent Cincinnati value versus Bubik. But I kind of want Suarez at, a, at just a $400 difference. I'll take the upside of Suarez going double dong for me in a tournament in between those two. Um, down below, though, usually not a ton at third base. I mentioned Joe Panic earlier. You could go start on Castro if you want. If you're stacking Washington, you can go start on Castro. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother with starting Castro. Uh, Estrada, the Giants, second base, third base at 25. He's hitting like second, so he'd be a super value if you want to go there as well. 
Short stop position. You got Trey Turner, who had a nice night on Monday night. Yet again, he's $6,400. Still a great play for it. If you want him, Boba Shed at 59 I like a lot, as Toronto should be popular and for good reasons. If you go down below the 5K, well, actually, we have a lot in the 5K, but we're going to go below the 5K range, though, except Tim Anderson at 5K is not bad. I don't mind that, but Javi Baez, again, if you're fading Aaron Nola, Baez at 48. Baez went deep on Monday night, so you can go that direction if you so choose. Uh, Chris Taylor talked about him at 44 earlier. If you want to go that direction, uh, JP Crawford, if you're fading Tyon, which has been a very successful mission of late, Crawford at 39 is a nice value for you. Nick Ahmed versus John Gray. Ahmed's been a nice OBP machine, getting on base, scoring some runs at 38 for the D-backs. You got Glaber Torres, who, man, just do something, Glaber. Just like do something. It's been bad. But Didi Gregorius back from the aisle, goes deep on Monday night. He's only 36 for Jake Area. That's a nice value for some home run upside. Josh Rojas, outfield shortstop, hitting towards the top of that Arizona lineup at 3,300. So there's some more Arizona value for you. Uh, Ramon Urias, we talked about him lately, second base shortstop for Baltimore. He's only 2,900. He cracks the nice value section there for the Baltimore Orioles as well. All right, let's head to the outfield where there's going to be value for and place just in general for days. Acuna is a great play as always. Jesse Winker, nice contrarian play at 59 because see people see lefty-lefty. They'll ignore him. Castellanos at 57 is a great play as well, especially if you're stacking Cincinnati. Uh, Aaron Judge is always GPP viable, especially against a guy like Justice Sheffield. George Springer's price continues to rise. Remember when we talked about he return from the IL? He's like 3,600. Well, he's 51 now. Still a great play. Great play. But 51 is getting up there, folks. Like, I love Bryce Harper at 5,000, especially even as a one-off, but if you're stacking Philly for sure. But to get Arietta in that ball, that lively ballpark, like that one quite a bit. Uh, some other ones, T. Oscar's 49 if you're stacking Toronto. If you're fading Framber Valdez, Ramon Laureano's 49 as well. Uh, Gene Carlos stands only 48 in your tournaments. You can look that direction too. Uh, a few others, though, as you go down, Joseph Gallo went deep again on Monday night. He's 4,700. Like that one quite a bit. I think that's a very, very good home run call for the night. So Joseph Gallo has some fun in that one. Chris Bryant's 45 if you're being contrarian. Uh, Tommy Pham is a really nice play at 45 leading off for San Diego. I like that one quite a bit, especially if we get some uh, Patrick Corbin. I'm seeing mixed reviews on who's starting. Either way, they're not going to be good. So Tommy Pham at 45 for your Padres late night hammer is very strong. Brian Reynolds at 44 versus Ian Anderson is a nice contrarian play. Trent Grisham's only 44, so, so some more San Diego value if you so choose in that one. A few other cheapies, though. Adelise Garcia is getting it going, so you can look at him if you so choose. Uh, Kevin Biggio mentioned him earlier. Lourdes Correal at 42, starting to slowly get things going, folks. Hitting 289 over his last 10 games, five extra base hits, including two home runs. So he's only 4200 bucks for a cheaper Toronto piece. Same with Randall Gritchick at 41 in their matchups. Uh, a few others to take a peek at below 4K now. You got the likes of Cedric Mullins at 39 is a great value for Steven Matz. Really, really good value there. Steven Duggar at 38 is not bad in his situation. Will Myers, really good spot at 37 for a cheaper Padre action there. Uh, Lamont Wade talked about him. McCutcheon, only 35 is a good value versus uh, Arietta. Talked about Cooper earlier at 35. Jake Fraley's only 35 versus Tyon. Odell Herrera went deep on Monday. He's only 34 versus Arietta. So he's another value you can take a peek at. Akil Badu's only 34. Detroit's a very nice value stack tonight. Mentioned Josh Rojas at 33. He's in play for you. Robbie Grossman's only 33. Uh, Tatis Jr. hit a bomb uh, in the fourth inning off of Lester because he's a bum. Uh, you got Ben Intendi's back. He's 32. If you need to fade, you can, but I'd rather not. Gregory Polanco, if, he might, if he's back, if he stacked Pittsburgh at 31, that's a good value. Uh, some other ones down here. You're going to get some chalky ones, but we mentioned Larry Garcia earlier at 31. Not bad. Austin Hayes at 3K if you're stacking Baltimore, sure. But you're going to get 
Ben Gamble's $3,000. He is ridiculously cheap. Had a monster game on Monday. So that's going to be chalky. Chalky Ben Gamble's never fun. Actually, he's 2000 Sorry, I'm jumping the floor. He's 2000 He's always going to be beyond chalky after that Monday night performance. Do with that as you wish. Like I'm not gonna tell you not to play him. He's two thousand. Like I don't tell you not to play a lot of guys at two thousand, especially in the middle of any batting order. So I get it, but he's gonna be popular. Popular Ben Gamble does not sound appetizing at all. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn talked about him at twenty eight. Eli White at twenty eight. If you're stacking Texas, Paven Smith is a D back at twenty seven. That brings you some nice value. So you can go him at twenty seven. He's actually hitting it well. You got Peralta and Reddick. Reddick's hitting. They're both twenty six. So some of that value I was talking about, you can get right there. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's only 26. He brings nice value. Burger's cheap. Sheets is really cheap for Chicago. He's only 2,500. Uh, tons of value. Trevor Larnick's down here. DJ Stewart's down here. Uh, tons and tons of tournament value, stacking value. So see what lineups come out. See what you need. But there's a ton to like down here. Recapping your pitching real quick on this 14 game straight. Um, we have the likes of Jacob DeGrom, 11-5. You're going to run with that one and thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, Chris Bassett, Valdez, Kelly, your 9K pitchers of choice. Valdez is the best option of the group, probably the most popular as well. So you can pivot to Bassett or Kelly if you want. Not many will pay 92 for Kelly, so think about that one. Eovaldi at 89, I like uh, as a tournament play. Ian Anderson's in play. Luis Castillo at 85 is a really good play. Going to be very popular though as well. Going right back to the Shohei Will at 83. We got uh, Wainwright at 81 if you need him. And then cheapness, it's like Pablo Lopez and John Gray. Everybody and their mom is going to be on John Gray. Just keep that in mind for you. All right, stacks on this slate. Uh, Toronto-Baltimore is great on both sides. I prefer the Baltimore side to be different because Toronto is going to be very popular with both great stacks in that one. I like a little Miami action if you need to. I don't think you need to force it on this big slate, but I like Miami. I wouldn't be shocked like if, if they put a little something together in that one. Philly-Chicago, very, very live, especially the Philadelphia side versus Jake Arrieta. So I like that one quite a bit. Um, Detroit, Texas, like both sides there. I think Detroit is a very stinky one because people will like Dane Dunning on this slate. So you can get uh, a nice Detroit action there. But Texas versus Jose Reina and Joey Gallo get some of that action for you. Uh, Cincinnati versus Bubik, very, very strong as well. Um, a few others for you. I like the Arizona angle versus John Gray to be super contrarian. And then San Diego late night hammer time is one I like as well. New York, Seattle should pop off. They're both two frustrating teams right now. Two bad pitchers. If you want to be really weird, you can. But San Diego would be my late night hammer. Like them quite a bit again. We get Arizona, my boomer bust, kind of Cleveland Indians type play from Monday. Um, you got Cincinnati. I like the Detroit Texas game. Philadelphia is a very big one. I like as well. Then Toronto, Baltimore is where I'm planting my flag on this one. William E asks in the chat, "Is this actually live or Streamyard from another platform?" This is live on YouTube, my friend. So I'm using Streamyard. It streams it straight to YouTube as I record it. So you're getting it live. And in person, I do this every night. Sun, I record Sunday night through Thursday night through, for your Monday through Friday slates. You can get it on YouTube at the Rotoball YouTube channel, or you can check it out on all your listening podcast platforms. If you listen on iTunes, I'd really appreciate a rating review, even if you don't. If you can go over there and get a rating review, it helps the podcast out a ton. So if it just takes a couple seconds, I'd really appreciate it. I'm also on Twitter at PD Entry. If you have any questions, hit me up there or in the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. Check out Bench with Bubba for your season-long fantasy baseball every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be recording another Bubba in the Bat Flip for you on Tuesday night. If you like PGA DFS, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, we move it to Tuesday because of the holiday. So we'll be recording the John Deere Classic preview on Tuesday. Check out my written content. Tuesdays and Thursdays is the free DraftKings article at rotoballer.com. So I'll drop that one for you with some DraftKings plays to get your slate started. But there's obviously on a 14 game slate, way more plays than you can write. So that works as well. 
Um, and then check out Price Picks. It's a great way to do prop picks meets DFS. It's tons of fun. We talk about it in the Slack chat. We drop our picks in there. Um, it's tons and tons of fun. If you're a first-time sign-up person, use promo code Bubba when you sign up and create your account. And then when you make your first deposit, they're doing up to a $100 first-time deposit match. So go check that out at Price Picks. But good luck, everybody. Big 14-game slate. Going to be a, a fun one for you. I'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. But good luck. MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday. July 6th edition in the books. I'm out. Bye.